Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. It's Friday, May 7th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. St. Louis area chefs are exploring new ways to use cannabis in cooking, from tacos to chocolate bars. Even though it's a medicinal product here in the state of Missouri, it should still be a fine confection, and everyone should enjoy it. In just a few minutes, St. Louis Public Radio's Corinne Ruff reports on the process of making cannabis-infused food. Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker will expand capacity limits at businesses and social gatherings beginning next Friday. He is citing improved COVID metrics along with vaccine availability. Hannah Meisel has more. Pritzker says restaurants, bars, and many other types of businesses are on track to a full reopening, likely in mid-June. Before then, Illinois will move to a so-called bridge phase on May 11th. Businesses and social gatherings will see expanded capacity limits until COVID restrictions are entirely lifted four weeks later. Illinois Department of Public Health Director Ngozi Azike said with a third of Illinois' population fully vaccinated and the state's COVID positivity rate again on the decline, reopening is a safe move. We can project that we shouldn't see, you know, a significant spike if the current circumstances, you know, remain the same. But even when Illinois does reach a full reopening, Pritzker says masks will still be required in public places per CDC guidelines. I'm Hannah Meisel. Officials in St. Louis and St. Louis County removed limits on audience size at entertainment venues this week, but that does not mean theaters and clubs will fill up soon. Live event producers say their capacity limits are set by social distancing requirements. John May is managing partner of BB's Jazz, Blues, and Soups in downtown St. Louis and says his business will likely remain in the red until patrons can safely pack the place. I really don't see much changing on our end until probably later in the year, probably in the fall, and maybe even just start it 2022 and you know just write this one off. We already wrote one year off. An increasing number of venues in the region are resuming live performances with pandemic safety measures. A bill establishing state-sponsored scholarships that could send children to private schools is headed to Missouri Governor Mike Parson. The state Senate has approved Senator Andrew Koenig's legislation to provide tax credits to people who donate to certain educational assistance nonprofits. The state could give up to $50 million in tax credits to contributors to the programs, which could provide financial assistance for children to attend private schools. Supporters say Missouri needs to provide pathways for children to go to higher-performing schools. Detractors say it would only affect children who live in places with larger populations as opposed to rural areas. India is now the coronavirus epicenter of the world, and experts say the situation will not improve anytime soon. St. Louis Public Radio's Megan Cattell reports on how a local Hindu temple is fundraising for India's overwhelmed hospitals. The Hindu temple of St. Louis is one of the largest places of worship in the region, serving more than 14,000 Hindus. Three weeks ago, many worshippers at the temple learned COVID cases were spiking in India and overburdened hospitals needed supplies like ventilators. So the Hindu temple started a fundraiser on their website. So far, they've raised $18,000 for medical supplies. Dr. G.V. Naidu is coordinating the effort. He says Americans should care because the situation in India impacts the rest of the world. If it spreads to other countries, there will be a big calamity in the world. 
A new COVID variant found in India has spread to 10 other countries, including the U.S. I'm Megan Cattell, St. Louis Public Radio. Washington University is the most recent school to explore how its institution played a role in slavery and the lasting legacy. It joined a group of 80 universities and colleges, including St. Louis University, through an effort called Universities Studying Slavery. WashU's Center for the Study of Race, Ethnicity, and Equity is focusing efforts through research, new courses, and workshops. African and African-American studies professor Jeff Ward is leading the effort. We're having to counter what has been generations of looking away from the history of slavery and Jim Crow segregation and settler colonialism and so forth, because we're, as a society, increasingly inclined to acknowledge that this past remains present. Ward says student-led research in the university's archives will be a key component of the initiative. As spring temperatures warm up throughout Missouri, wildflowers are starting to bloom. But over the long term, climate change is shifting when certain species flower. As St. Louis Public Radio's Shayla Farzan reports, that's at the heart of local research built on decades of scientific work. The idea for the project began with a stack of yellowing pages stored deep in the Missouri Botanical Gardens archives. They contained detailed notes taken in the 1930s and 40s by a botanist named Edgar Anderson, documenting when different wildflowers blossomed at Shaw Nature Reserve. People really, at the time, weren't thinking somebody was going to come and try to analyze these data 60 years later. Nicole Miller-Stretman is an ecologist at Webster University. In 2009, as a graduate student, she decided to repeat Anderson's work, walking the same trails every week and noting when species were blooming. She found some are flowering up to a week longer than they used to due to climate change. It's significant when you think about some of these species only bloom for three, four weeks. That's created a pileup of species blooming all at once, says Matthew Austin, a postdoctoral researcher at Washington University. Austin is studying what that could mean for native wildflowers. Walking along a forested hillside at Shaw Nature Reserve, he points out the different species. Dwarf crested iris, blue phlox, Canadian wood bedony. Part of his work involves hand-pollinating hundreds of wildflowers to understand how receiving pollen from different species affects reproduction. If there are more flowering species in the environment, there's a greater likelihood that a pollinator will visit multiple species while out foraging. And that's important, he says, because getting pollen from different species is a reproductive dead end. To keep pollinators from visiting certain flowers in his experiment, Austin slips sheer mesh bags over the buds before they open. He removes the bag from one flower and pulls out a tube of blue phlox pollen. But just as he's about to tap the pollen onto the flower's sticky stigma, a tiny bee lands on it. <laughs> well, a pollinator got on this one while I had it unbagged. They're sneaky. Austin has to remove that particular flower from the study. Pollinating blooms by hand is a slow process, but he hopes the results will help us understand how climate change is reshaping this complicated system. I'm Shayla Farzan, St. Louis Public Radio. Nearly 100,000 Missourians have a medical marijuana card just six months after the opening of the first dispensary. 
That demand is driving more chefs to get in on the green. St. Louis Public Radio's Corinne Ruff reports on some locally made cannabis-infused edibles from savory to sweet. The smell of banana hangs in the air inside Dave Owens' confectionery kitchen near Brentwood. Today we're making chocolate bars, a white chocolate, banana, and black walnut bar. Owens has been making sweets for more than a decade, most recently at the local confectionery Bissinger's. But there's one key ingredient that makes these bars different, cannabis. Yeah, using the cannabis as an ingredient is completely different to me, but I just considered another just highly regulated ingredient. Owens is the head of culinary at Proper Brands, and for now, his team is one of the only producers of infused chocolate bars in the state. He says getting the flavor and dosing right is critical. Because the idea is, even though it's a medicinal product here in the state of Missouri, it should still be a fine confection, and everyone should enjoy it and want just a little bit more. Other St. Louis chefs are finding creative ways to use cannabis in savory foods. Inside the test kitchen at the Cola Lounge on Cherokee Street, the chefs behind Rooted Buds are making cannabis-infused jackfruit tacos and elote. But unlike Owens, they're only using CBD cannabis, so it doesn't have the psychoactive properties. Oh, yeah, that chef Snoop THC Holland says CBD still provides a lot of health benefits oh, yeah. and flavor. When you smell cannabis, you think of citrus or pepper. Similar to wine, she says it's important to pair food with the right strain of cannabis. Hollins and her culinary partner, Chef Doe Duggar, layer the cannabis throughout the meal. They've infused salt to season the jackfruit, oil to fry the tortillas, and a pico de gallo type sauce on the side. As a finishing touch, Duggar shaves cannabis flour on top of the corn. A little decarb flour, beautiful. The tacos are oozing with cheese. After taking a bite outside on the porch, Hollins describes what flavor the cannabis brings. As you bite it, you can literally taste the herb, but just a little bit of earthiness as if it was fresh cilantro picked out of the garden. One of the main things all these chefs want you to know is that cannabis-infused food has come a long way from dorm room pop brownies. I'm Corinne Ruff, St. Louis Public Radio. Our Maria Altman edited that report and the story from Shayla. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio, a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. The Gateway is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.